Uh, we've invited Rabbi Yeshua Fass, Rabbi Josh Fass, who's of course the founder of uh, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, to join us on this Yom Hazikaron, get yet another perspective on this very important day here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Fass, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum, and thank you to your listeners. Good to be back on. Appreciate that. We just spoke with uh, Cheryl Mandel, who's originally from North America and uh, unfortunately suffered a, the loss of all losses. Her son killed in the 2003 in Shrem, and we discussed the Yom HaZikaron. Um, it is, uh, I, I always wonder about, uh, about uh, how different Yom HaZikaron might be for those who've uh, lived their entire lives in Israel and for those who are recent Olim. And you, of course, are associated with tens and thousands of recent Olim, do you get the do you get the feeling that Olim newcomers to Israel, even after a year or two, incorporate Yom HaZikaron, Israel Memorial Day, into their lives and can still, even if they've been in Israel a short time, internalize how important a day it is? Yeah, absolutely. I think I once shared with you a few years back that you go through this evolution of emotions over years. The first first couple of years, you're standing on the side um, watching this phenomenon of Yom HaZikaron transitioning into Yom HaZmut. Um, there's wonderment, there's a, a amazement of this national unity and national expression or emotive expression. And then slowly you develop into being part of it, uh, of walking with Amcha, of walking with your friends, feeling, remembering their pain and sometimes your pain in the process. And that transition happens to every Ole. And it's remarkable to see, and it's painful to experience, but uh, there is definitely a transition of, of watching close but not being part of to transitioning within being part of the experience. You know, you spend a lot of time, you and your staff spend a lot of time with lone soldiers, aside from your own families, which of course can include and likely includes many soldiers. Uh, yes. you, you spend time with hundreds, if not thousands of soldiers who are away from home, who are fighting on behalf of the state of Israel and for all of us, as we continue to emphasize. Um, it, it must be, it, it must be an, an, even, an even greater dynamic for you when you're experiencing a day like this, and you know the sacrifice that so many thousands are making. No, absolutely. Uh, it's first, uh, it's it's almost a maturation of sorts that you see a kid that you saw at JFK a year and a half ago um, with a skip in their step going to for this chavaya, for this experience of army service, and then seeing him a year or two years later, having understand the depth of that decision and what the depth of sacrifice of the other individuals in other units or within his unit. And again, there's a development, and you see the seriousness and uh, the maturation, emotional maturation of an individual, which is really remarkable to see. And, and, and then on top of that, the responsibilities that you feel. Um, we said, you know, I made promises to many, 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 many parents that their kids will be okay. <sighs> And, uh, and to see them, and uh, this morning I was at Har Herzl walking with my kids, and to see and to bump into some of those Chayim Bodedim in that context, with that backdrop, is extremely intense. It's an extremely intense and moving uh, experience. 
I was not even aware until someone posted on our app um, uh, a uh, an anecdote this morning that lone soldiers are assigned the graves of lone soldiers from the past decades to visit them and pay tribute to them on Yom Zikaron. Correct. One of the most beautiful um, scenes is that every single tether, every single grave is assigned a soldier to stand at, alert at, during Yom Um Whether or not their family or visitors are coming, every tether is assigned to a chayal. And every chayal... Every soldier has a bio of the kever of the grave of the nifter that they are representing and that they're saluting, and that's uh, that's a very emotional sight of walking through hundreds of of plots and seeing and seeing soldiers uh, standing standing by and also comforting families. Um, and it's just incredible. And sometimes they pair up Dudim, they pair up units for units. Sometimes they pair up lone soldiers for lone soldiers. But it's, uh, there's a lot of, of wisdom put into this uh, into that act. There is a uh, a message, Rabbi Josh Fass, Rabbi Yoshua Fass, co-founder Nefesh Benefesh with us from Israel. There's a message, and you know it, that we continue to emphasize, and we do this even on days when it's not Israel Memorial Day, and that is that Jews in the diaspora have to understand that we're able to live not only in freedom in Israel, but in freedom really throughout the entire world because of the state of Israel and the soldiers of the Israel Defense Forces. Uh, is there a further message that you would say to diaspora Jews on this day? It's an it's an appreciation. It's a pause, and I've mentioned this to you a bunch of times in the past. It's it's a pause to understand what we have and what we're willing to fight for, and the amazing courage that our young sons and brothers have for for us to have this country, and the sacrifices of families so that we can have this country. Um, yesterday we we had a we we bring in on Yom Hazikaron a speaker to speak to our staff and to give inspiration to our staff. And yesterday we had Bryna Hilberg, who was the mother of Yochanan Hilberg, who was part of the Shayet at Navy Seals that uh, had that horrible tragedy of September fifth, nineteen ninety seven, mm-hmm. in Lebanon. Right. And the amount of courage that this woman has, and the amount of love that this woman, an Ola from America. As for our country, it, it, it just we felt so humbled by the experience. And she lived in Gush Katif, and she, and her son uh, Yochanan was the first soldier buried in the cemetery in Gush Katif. And she was, and the whole concept of disengagement, she she was completely incredulous and in disbelief that it could possibly happen because she couldn't imagine um, exhuming bodies from a cemetery and moving to another. And this woman, and we're in, all of us are in tears listening to this woman who gave, who sacrificed her most precious jewel, who now has to, a few years back, they have to rebury their son and reopen those wounds and repick a cemetery. And she said, let me tell you something. Some people ask me, why in the world am I still here? I could have easily picked up with my degrees and moved back to the States. Right. And she looked in all of our eyes, she says, because this is where we belong. This is where we belong. 
And God has decided that my son had to be a sacrifice, so this is where we can further live, and others can follow in our footsteps. And it's just, just, just incredible inspiration. And that's a message that has to be felt throughout the diaspora, because it's felt potently here, and very viscerally here during these 48 hours of, of the marveling in the majesty of the miracle of the State of Israel, and the sacrifices, and the courage, and the output that needs to be made for, to, for us to have that gift. And I have to tell you, it is impossible not to see Yad Hashem, God's hand, in, in everything. I mean, you think we were walking out. I, we started this minhag in, my, in, in our family. I, I take my kids out of school. Don't tell anyone. I don't let them go to school on Yom Karon. And they come with me to work, to Yushalayim. We leave early because all the streets are really closed around Har Herzl. And they watch for an hour, an hour and a half on television. Most television stations are closed. All television stations are closed in Israel on Yom Karon for the sake of the, the holy memories of our soldiers, right. so that there's no frivolous television or cartoons on it or soap operas. And the only thing that they have on television is that they have pictures, one by one, name of the Chayal, his name, his unit, and when he died. And it's, and, and it's flashed for two seconds each, a name, a name, a face. And my kids are watching this for an hour and a half. Start, and we started at 1973. And after an hour and a half, they're still watching 1973. Oh. And, and, and my three kids, and they're watching, three of my kids are watching this. And then we walk to Har Herzl, and it takes us an hour to get there. We're there for Kalmale and Kaddish and for the Siren. We walk back. It takes us an hour to walk back. So we've been gone for like two hours and 20 minutes, and they're up to 1981 on the screen. Yeah. And, and, and the kids, and, and it makes such an impression, a roshan, of, uh, of what takes this country to survive. And, and, and I was talking to my kids on the way there and on the way back. I said, we're surrounded by enemies. And as tragic as it is, 22,000-plus chayalim, you would think it'd be much more. Right, of course. And, and, and we had an open conversation on the way back. That's like, it's unbelievable how much God's hand is in the protection and development of this country, and it's, it's almost impossible to deny. And, and, and it was remarkable to see them transition into the profundity of the enormous sacrifice and loss to the realization of, of the goodness of the Baruch Dayan HaEmet aspect of it. It's, uh, it's a very impactful day. Uh, it's, um, it's very impactful and uh, certainly not nearly impactful enough uh, in this part of the world. And uh, I would hope that uh, leadership here in the Jewish world and the uh, diaspora uh, would um, would incorporate some of the things that go on in Israel, what you just mentioned about the television broadcast only dedicated to the memory of those individual soldiers and um, so many of the moving ceremonies that take place. Uh, we could use some of those uh, here as well to keep it in mind. 
and to remember how important a day this is. Yom HaZikaron, Israel Memorial Day. It is because of those who've sacrificed their lives that were able to live in freedom in the state of Israel, that we have a state of Israel, and even most importantly for us in the diaspora, that we're able to live in comfort and freedom no matter where we wish around the world. You know, Cheryl Mandel mentioned a few minutes ago how when someone wants to travel to Mexico on vacation or Florida on vacation or anywhere else on vacation, they should keep in mind that it's only because of the state of Israel that we're able to do so so freely and so um, comfortably. And that's a message that for some reason gets lost on a lot of people. And that's one of the reasons we keep harping on it, <laughs> because right. it's so important to keep in mind. Uh, Rabbi Fass, I thank you. I thank you for bringing thank us uh, even closer to Yom Karon and for uh, encouraging us to incorporate more of these feelings and more of these uh, uh, types of activities in our own lives. And uh, we look forward to celebrating. We look forward to celebrating tonight. Uh, the Jewish people are unique. We're only hours away from celebration. If we've ha- if we would have you on 24 hours from now, you would describe a completely different scene in the state of Israel. Completely different scene. <laughs> Thank you so completely much. Completely different. And My Kala- absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Kala- Kala- Rabbi Yoshua Fass, Rabbi Josh Fass is, of course, founder of, uh, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, and um, helps us internalize some of the messages of Yom HaZikaron, of Israel Memorial Day on this Israel Memorial Day. Ooh.